All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this episode of Warrior Week Parables from the Pit. My guest today is my friend and athlete, national and international athlete, uh, Christian Lucero. Welcome, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. This was fun. <laughs> Got a little workout in. <laughs> I say this was fun like it's over, but we've fucking been in this thing for two and a half hours training. Oh, dude. All right, so... Uh, we just finished. Uh, we just finished the workout, and um, number one, feel great. Number two, tons of fucking lesson inside of that workout that I want to kind of talk about and tie it into the story of uh, you know why you're here, why we're talking, and so I want to start it off. You, you haven't graduated Warrior Week, but you're here on the podcast because you earned, um, you know, you earned the, the the right to sit on on that seat, and I'll I'll tell just the story and how it is, right? Um, I've always picked heroes in uh, in an area of my life, right? Whether that be spiritual, teachers and heroes, uh, physical, uh, business, and as well as, you know, parenting and, and, and being a dad and husband. Um, I've, I've picked my heroes close to me, meaning that I was never the type that would go and pick an idol that was so far from me that I, I couldn't reach so that the only... The only, um, if you want, the only guidance I could have from that was through movies or books. And so I've always picked up my, my heroes to kind of be close to me, right? And so when it comes to, um, you know, uh, the body and athletes, I've, I've picked my heroes. You know, you're one of my heroes. Coach Max is one of my heroes. Jesse is one of my heroes. Luca Hosevar is one of my heroes. Uh, Aaron is one of my heroes. And, and like these guys are guys that I got to know over the time. And I got to witness the passion and the actual fucking work inside of that area and dominating. Um, so th the reason why you're here is kind of to, to tell the hero's journey, right? And although on the outside, it may look like, you know, you're crushing at the body game. But in order to crush in that area, in order to successfully be a, 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 a source of inspiration, dude, you are going to have to have to carry all the other areas too, right? So, yeah. you, you know, you're going to have to carry the business mind. You're going to have to carry the spiritual side. You're going to have to carry the commitment inside of a relationship as a husband and eventually as a future dad. Yep. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Sooner than later. So, I don't know, though. The corona is kind of putting a damper in all that yeah, shit. Yeah, corona is going to set you up, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so talk to me about that concept. Like, what is it... Uh, you know, what do you see in that, man, uh, just selecting your heroes that are your local heroes? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I, growing up and and on this journey, you always have to have somebody that, you know, you you kind of look up to. You know, it's always I always am careful about idolizing people and, mm. and seeing them for not these larger-than-life people, but uh, appreciating them for the things that they do right, appreciating the things that um, I admire about them and the things that I want to emulate in my life. And so taking different pieces of, uh, you know, strength and conditioning coaches or other fellow athletes that I played with or, um, you know, professional athletes that you look up to and you see their mentality, you see their mindset, you see their work ethic um, and people like that and kind of taking the best of everybody and absorbing that and emulating that in your own practices. And so I, I know one of my one of my heroes, so to speak, uh, was a guy that I had on the, my podcast uh, last week that you were talking yeah. about, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy, Rudy Reyes. He's one of the guys that I got to train with uh, early on in my career and in my sports journey that I loved his philosophies on um, of work ethic, of... Uh, mind, body, spirit being beyond what you do in the gym or what you do on the field, it going into how you do everything, how you do, um, you know, your family life, your schoolwork, your um, the things that are important in your life and doing those all to the best of your ability and letting that carry over and just being obsessed with that, that drive of, of excellence in what you do, taking pride in everything that you do. Awesome. So that would be... Um, huge thing that I've, you know, been able to emulate and take those those things. He's just one of the examples off the top of my head, and be able to be like, this is the kind of things that I want to have as staples in my character and in my mindset and in my journey. And for those long days or those long workouts or you know whatever it is, you know, you just did a a, 
a crushing day at work and you're going home to the kids and the family and you have to, you know, you want to be there for them. You want to put on a good face for them and you want to be, you know, everything for your family or your loved ones or your kids. It's like those are the things and the the mindsets and the, the things you're going to key on when the times get rough, when you're in the middle of the shit and you don't you don't feel like you can go anymore. You got to be like, turn to that and say, you know, what have I learned? What am I going to be about? This is one of those times when I have a chance to emulate something great or fall apart. What mm. am I going to do? Mm. Beautiful. Um, hey, man, let's let's go ahead and give a background to our, our audience. Uh, dude, our audience is just dudes. Yeah, what's up, what dudes? Um, uh, let's go no back. Women. No women? No women. Well, I mean, maybe, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you don't let the women subscribe to your podcast? Yeah. It's like, no, you can't. Yeah. No, they may be, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, our, you know, majority of the audience are just uh, dudes. And uh, the reality is that this has been the game of Wake Up Warrior, and at least my game inside of Wake Up yeah. Warrior, just train dudes um, because of one common factor, our penis. Yeah. Uh, other yeah. than that... Um, at least we hope. Uh, yeah, at least we hope, right? So <laughs> the idea is the following is... What, what can you give us like as a background? Like mm-hmm. just you know, and, and it's okay to fucking say I I I because that's the whole fucking point of this is to recognize yeah. who yeah. you are. Uh, and this show is all about fucking ownership. It's yeah. not about playing small. Don't give a fuck. So if you want to yeah. say I want this, I want yeah, fuck yeah, you did it. You you yeah. want and you yeah. have to fucking own it. So give us a background yeah. on who Lucero is today, man. So I am a professional CrossFit athlete. I think that's the best thing that wraps up what I do. I, you know, I do professional fitness for a living, um, coming from a background of sports and martial arts my whole life. Um, I had always felt that there was something bigger that I was here to do, whether it was, I kind of, I never wanted to be stuck in a, in an office or pinholed in a, a job where I was in a pinnacle doing somebody else's work from nine to five, making somebody else look good. I, I wanted to, I always felt like I had more, more of something to offer to, you know, the people around me, my family, uh, and the world, honestly. So, uh, from the, from a very young age, I started kind of tailoring and, and men- being mentored into this role as a, as an athlete. Mm. And I didn't know what that looked like. And, you know, at one point it was football, you know, football was one of my favorite is one of my favorite sports and, you know, um, then it was, I, I pivoted from, from that after high school to, uh, fighting and mixed martial arts. And then shortly after that, I pivoted to CrossFit and found that and really found a great stride in that and a, a background in that, that I already had and was able to take advantage of some of the gifts that I had. Um, but I would, if, you know, I would wrap it all up in the, in the terms of, um, you know, I, I wasn't given, given anything. I wasn't gifted, um, super athleticism super speed super strength i'm not a particularly large human being um and i've had to work and fight for every every one of the accomplishments that i've made every one of the positions i've made i've i've started from the bottom and worked my way to um, a point of worldwide recognition in the sport of crossfit and being uh, one of the top top guys in the world at what i do Mm -hmm. um and it, it's been just that obsession, that obsession every day with, okay, what am I doing to get better? How am I getting better today? It's not looking at that huge mountain of, well, shit, my goal is to be the best in the world. My goal is to to do this, to be great. My, It's what am I doing today? What are my daily goals? What is it that's going to make me in 5, 10, 20 years that and put me in that place? And it's that daily, day in, day in, out grind. It's you know, waking up and getting the proper nutrition. It's mm. getting to bed at the right time. It's, it's making all of those little choices that add up to those those big moments and those big, the ability to take advantage of those big moments. Because right. just because you're in the spot, you have a moment, doesn't mean you're going to be able to capitalize on it. It's true. And yeah. And so one of the one of the particular observations I had, um, hopefully this mic doesn't suck ass, but uh, hello, hello. I don't care. I got you. Uh, one of the uh, observations that I had personally was uh, to uh, I've been watching you for the past couple of years. And uh, in particular, I think it was a couple of years, uh, three years ago or two years ago when you were uh, in the regional games here in California, mm-hmm. uh, Southern California, uh, Del Mar, I believe. And uh, man, like it would that was a year like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the whole CrossFit Costa Mesa was behind you. Coach Max, everybody. 
and uh, I was watching you on TV day one or day two, like progress for sh- like, and I'm like, fuck, man, mm-hmm. Lucer is going to fucking make it, you know, yeah. Lucer is making. And uh, and then I witnessed like an injury that that just fucking mm-hmm. showed literally out of nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, I had been dealing with that. Oh, you have been dealing. OK. Yeah. So I had actually injured that peck uh, three weeks before the the competition. And so we didn't even know if we were going to be able to compete and, oh, shit. and go through some of those workouts. So. The fact that we were there, you know, I was, uh, I was, you know, surprised, not surprised because we hadn't been putting in the work, but ex- excited because, you know, we, we had been like, well, shit, we don't know. Uh, I had strained the, the pack in training, getting ready for the competition. And then we were like, how are we going to, we don't know how it's going to fare. It might, you know, go more and strain more during the events. And that's eventually what happened on the last day. But for two days, it was holding up. We were in first place. Were you feeling um, the pain of it for the, uh, or it wasn't doing showing anything? No, we were we were taking care of it and we were rehabbing it well by that point. And so. All right. So let's talk about this, bro. Yeah. Okay. This is an important point. So this happened three weeks before the big event. Three weeks okay, before. So let's, yeah. let's paint the. Con- uh, uh, so how long your ass has been working for yeah. that event? I mean, you could say since I fuck my whole life, right? You could say you've been work. I've been working my whole life for a moment where I can really show what I've been putting in. And and, and at that and time, shine. that was a big moment. At of that yours. time, that was a huge moment. Yeah, huge, mm-hmm. right? Because at that time, yeah, that was the peak. I know there's a new peak now. Yeah. But at that time, that was the peak. Yeah. Well, you had the CrossFit Open, which qualified you for the CrossFit Regionals, which were these super competitive once a year competitions that took you to that World Championship. Uh, arena but that year was particular because yeah. the previous year mm-hmm. you've gone up so so high that you set your goal mm-hmm. you said motherfucker i'm actually gonna win this i yeah. remember this mm-hmm. and from that point you mm-hmm. worked even harder not mm-hmm. saying you never worked mm-hmm. like, but that was a very special peak at that time mm-hmm. and so this injury happened during what what exercise was it do you know uh, in in the gym, it was a ring dip with a weight vest. Okay. Yeah. And did you ever had that, or this was the first? Yeah, time I've strained you... my pec before. Oh, yeah. you said the same yeah. pec or some other ones? It was shit. It's good because I don't even remember which side it was, but I okay. believe it was the same side. How does it feel? Is it like? Uh, is it like it just uh, whenever you move your hand, it fucking. It hurts? literally feels like you're. So I, I'm going, and you literally feel like um, almost like somebody like punches you in the chest really hard, so you feel it like cramp almost. You feel. A, Feels like a cramp, and then you feel like, um, uh, you know how when you pull the thread on a sweater and it just like oh, kind of unravels. That's what it feels like. Is like a cramp, a, a jolt, and then a, almost an unraveling sensation. So if like you push it, you fiber. could actually. Yeah. So if you push through that, um, I believe you can actually, you know, tear it, which would cause a... surgery. What you would need surgery for. Um, so I strained it in training. I knew what it was immediately when it happened. Um, I didn't know how bad I strained it, and um, so what did you do? Did you calm down? Or yeah, did we you backed off. It? We backed off. We iced it. Like we had, I've strained it before, so I, it wasn't something that I was like, "Oh, let me try to push through this and make it worse," which yeah, I've yeah. done in the past. Yeah. Um. So we iced it. Uh. We we trained around it how we could because you know there were still a ton of other um, events yet to be released in that regional, and we. We rehabbed it, and literally, you, you feel it when you're anytime you push and engage that pec. And it's hard because you're like, okay, what can I do that doesn't pull on it? And so, you know, I was rehabbing with contrast bath, with um, stem, with uh, soft tissue work, with acupuncture. Uh, we were obviously training the rest of the body as we could okay. to get ready for the for competition. Um, and then slowly, I was finally able to do uh, a push up. Um, oh, shit. Okay. The week of, and we barely attempted a few ring dips un, um, unassisted that week that we had to compete. And then a week before competition, the week of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing that there was going to be some kind of fucking movement that's yeah. going to require that, right? Yeah, that well, we knew the we knew the, the workouts of that weekend oh, by, okay. by that time. And did it have some chest shit? Yeah, the first day had ring dips. So that's what we were training for, is that, and it had, um, so we basically did all the ring dips strict. Um, to prevent any of that like jolting yeah and um and we i broke it up in a lot of smaller sets and i i actually won that workout <laughs> um but because i hauled ass on the dumbbell all right hold on so yeah so so 
again, okay. I, I've just uh, we just worked out, mm-hmm. and I've just watched you. Like uh, we did this thing, uh, we did this crazy thing. But like, anyway, I'll just talk about the the deadlift and the the, the <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. jump over burpee, <laughs> right? Yeah. And um, you know, first round, tack, 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 tack. Okay, second round, tack, 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 tack. This is the sound of the the bar hitting and, the ground. And then yeah. I'm going like, okay, tack. Attack, like yeah. you know one at a time yeah and then i hear you go like 10 at a time <laughs> i'm yeah. like fuck so like at one point like uh-huh. i'm like okay at this point my mind was exactly my mind was hey man we just finished an hour workout or whatever that was uh, my body's tired i'm beat up uh, so I'm, I'm just gonna grind through this you're you you're you were playing a different song of music man <laughs> you were like hey man i've already grinded this through this like probably 15 years ago I'm fuck. I'm going. I'm going to do my. Fu- I'm going to bring my best fucking version out. I'm going to bring the best athlete out of this. Um, I'm rolling. And like there is no. So it's completely a different mindset, right? Two 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 different people, two different mindsets. Same workout. Yeah, same yeah. workout. Now I'm going to come back to all this, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm making a fucking point. Mm-hmm. But I want to bring you back to the day before the biggest competition of your life. At that point, everything that you worked for all your life, and then you're going to that pick when the shit happened. What's going on in your mind, man? Like, what's happening in your mind? I'm honestly more calm than I've ever been because there's no pressure. There's no expectation. There's just, like, kind of elation in the fact that we're here. We've worked hard. We've worked for this. We don't know how it's going to go, but we have an opportunity to see how it goes. You know, we have an opportunity to test it and show it and and you know say i will get i were to get hurt again say i were to um not be able to complete it say i were to not just do well in the workout um you know we've done it's out of our control we've done everything in our control we've done the little pieces we've you know uh spent the, the time on the foam roller in the ice bath in the recovery with nutrition with um sauna with training you know day in and day out we've put in all the work now it's just time to let's see where we've got it let's see let's let it show let's let it ride so that's one aspect the other aspect is hey man you got like the top and the best athletes Mm -hmm. of the world in there it's Mm -hmm. not just you know a bunch of dudes getting together for the weekend yeah so like what's going on in your mind Mm -hmm. from a comparison perspective right we talked about this a little bit, how mm-hmm. so many athletes allow or so many mm-hmm. like AKA warriors or mm-hmm. so many people allow the game of comparison to kind of be like the, the COVID-19 fucking virus of what's going on right now in their fucking brain. Right. To mm-hmm. paralyze them and put them on hold. So what was going on in your mind with that comparison? Was that even there or the attitude? What was the attitude? Yeah, I mean, the attitude in in the competition is always to win. Like, we're there to win. We're not there. We're not fucking around with my time, my family's, my wife's time, my time um, with, you know, we're not fucking around with our daily time that we're putting into this goal to get second place or third place or just be okay with, you know, showing up. We're there to show out to win, you know. That's the goal. If you're not there for that goal, um, you know, you're going to get run over because there are people there that are for that goal. There are people there that are going to be willing to to die for it, to die for the win. To die and, for the win. Yeah. And and if you're not there for that, it's going to show. Dude, and that, so that's that, the that's mindset. That's huge, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're listening to this right now, right, and, and you kind of understand why Christian is here and why we're talking about in our in our conversation when it comes to living the warrior's way and when it comes to doing the best that you can in harmony in all areas. Listen, man, you may suck ass inside of the game of the body, but the fact that you're putting some work to the best of your ability and you're creating some level of harmony in the other areas, that's what matters. So, But the, the attitude, you may suck ass, but the attitude is mm-hmm. I am willing to die for this, right? And, th- and if that's your attitude, you're not going to suck ass for long. <laughs> Like everyone, even the best of the best, even the best in whatever game you want to say, Michael Jordan, uh, which is off the top of my head because we're watching that uh, ESPN 60, that last dance shit on ESPN. And um, even he was cut from his high school basketball team. He was told, uh, you know, you're never going to play and be a good basketball player. And he said, fuck, I'm, I'm willing to die to show you that I will be. I'm willing to die to show you that 
that I'm going to be to prove you wrong, to prove them wrong, to, um, you know, avenge a wrongdoing I feel like was done to me, a right. disservice. That and that that willingness. It. Yeah. So so I'm gonna link that that mm -hmm. willingness to die. It's easily said here between words from me yeah, and you, yeah. but that is actually linked to a state of a mind mm -hmm. that I was talking before. It's a state of a mind where you, especially in physical state of the mind, I have not personally been there and I'm still on the course for that, but I've witnessed you being there and witnessed uh, Max, Coach Max being there. So it's state of a mind when the pain kicks in mm -hmm. and you're like, you just have to go through this. Like, mm -hmm. I know it's fucking painful, but my mind is going through this. I'm not allowing my, my, my body to slow down or feel. That's like I was t sharing with you. It's like a state of meditation that so many, wa so many wants to arrive at that. But they, they're still like, nah, man, I haven't gone there. Once you taste that, once you go there, yeah. then you can link into this willingness to die. Because there's, there's this taste in your mouth of what that state is, what that mindset is. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's, that's people try to find it in um you know meditation ice bath um out of body experiences drugs you know himalaya like mountains yeah the mountains the oh, spirit drugs, yeah, drugs. yeah yeah meth and people like there's a reason why people get hooked on meth <laughs> and it's not because it makes you look good <laughs> like i've never seen anyone do meth and their life get better or their teeth get better right, like right. it fucks you up but there's a reason why people are willing to die to get that drug there's a p there's a reason it's because of that feeling of elation that where it takes them and so um there's that out of body experience that you you feel that that the body saying or the mind saying this hurts you know i want to stop uh, like you said I, i've just been through um an hour and a half of training already like what does this matter like i'm ready to stop i'm ready to be done um and the excuses and it's about sh quieting that mind, quieting those that those voices, and listening and letting the voices get louder that say, you know, what if? What if you were to pick it up again? You know, what's going to happen? You don't know. And that's what that's what we're here to find out. And that's what I'm trying to find out every day. And that's what pushes me every day is, you know, this hurts. My body's uh, suffering. I can't breathe. The, the pain, the lactic acid is building up. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but what if you pick it up again? What if you don't stop? What if you go again? Yeah. And then you find yourself breaking through a wall of, of literal, a literal wall of, of painlessness of that out of body experience where you are continuing to move, continuing to put in work, but the pain is gone. The, the only feeling you have is that the, the work and the numbers and the, the, the the cadence so in, in state of meditation okay mm -hmm. so this is a very uh, important point right uh, and unfortunately a lot of athletes don't fucking talk about this because mm -hmm. number one they're, they're, they act like fucking meathead and they don't want to get into this topic and number mm -hmm. two uh, i don't think they have um uh the openness uh, to just discover other areas so for so many years you, you can look at this you get people that are really good at one area, let's say athletes, and the state of the mind they achieve. And their job is like, or they become like, they're trying to teach this to others and say, you can achieve this. They'll do that. Or that this can be achieved in other areas of your life. I agree it can be achieved, but it's an independent work. Just because you're there in the, the like the athlete you get to that state of the mind doesn't mean that you can easily actually do that in business or spirituality or in, inside of your relationship i give you a specific example of that on mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. right when it comes to meditation I, I know exactly what you're talking about right that state of mind where like i'm a witness to my body i'm a witness to my all my feelings and my fucking stories and my thoughts like literally i am the fucking witness the outer body experience is that I'm not my body, I'm not my emotion, I'm not my thoughts, I am the witness, I'm the soul, right? That happens to me, and it happened over and over, over fucking over inside of meditation. That state is what I'm seeking inside of the body, right, when I work, at, work out, mm -hmm. and I'm yet not arrive at it, not even close at it, right? But I just witnessed that shit in there, I'm just like, okay, this motherfucker is there. There's no way, there's no way this is, this is, this is the body now. It's like literally, okay, you're the witness, mm -hmm. and this thing is doing what it's doing. Yeah, you just like, said it, man. You're like a machine. It's like as easy as you put, clicking this button. You're like another one, another one, another you know? one, another one. Yeah. So 
the example of this is, is because I can achieve that in meditation for me, mm-hmm. and it's been years that I'm trying to achieve that in body, I'm still on a quest, which is beautiful by itself. It's not an automatic skill that you can replicate easily. You are still going to be on the motherfucking quest. Mm-hmm. Same thing for business, right? You, you, how many, how, what is it that there's so many athletes that can go there, but there's so many fucking athletes that act broke? You know what I mean? Or they give up in the game of business, whether they would have never gave up in the game of like the reps or the, what they're doing inside of the gym. Even take that further and inside a relationship, you know, loyalty with, with wife and kids and growing a family. Um, so the point that I'm making is that that strength does not replicate itself automatically or easier for somebody that may have it in one area. It's still the same fucking amount of work to recreate that. It's a mm-hmm. fucking quest. It's a journey. It's not an event yeah. to recreate that in the other area. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what can you say about like your personal experience around this, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to learn it like you're learning it and trying to seek that in in the body i'm trying to seek it in business right okay and in you know other aspects of my life and you know that's a a a a key thing to to take is is that 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 uh, out of body experience that you just described and how do you apply it to business how do you apply it to your um ability to you know work hard in those things and the ability to push past walls in in that push past walls in in business in your corporate life and all of that in your your household life yes with your wife your kids uh maybe even your parents your family all of that and how do you embody that in in a an aspect of that and i feel like a lot of it is getting past the ego right i feel like the ego puts a lot of things in our way just like you have to break that down in the gym as far as is getting past the ego of like, shit, this, this hurts, you know, what does that make me look like? You know, what does this person think of me if, if I stop moving or if I, if I slow down and, you know, what is the, the ego is putting these, these traps, these roadblocks in front of you that are, are getting you out of your own focus and the focus on what you're doing and your ability to, to be in a true, uh, Zen state of mind or, or flow state. And it's putting you in a state of, of, question and um uh inquiry inquiry and yeah 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 and so it's 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 cool to see and and, and to think about it in that way because it's yeah. not i don't often associate the two yeah and uh you know i associate the the hard work i associate the dedication but associating the that that state is a cool way to think about it and uh, so years ago i came across this equation uh i think it was in uh, some um uh, I think it was a meditation retreat, and it was uh, it was run by this Indian dude, and mm-hmm. um, he given a mathematical equation. I, I've always written it down; it's so fucking good as a reminder. I'm gonna share it here. It's like he says, ego e- ego equals one on knowledge. Uh, okay, it's like the more you have knowledge, the smaller your ego becomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, that's what it was. And and the less knowledge you have, like the the bigger the ego is. And so if you take that one. On knowledge, so if you have one thousand as a value for knowledge, one divided by one thousand uh, makes the uh, makes the it makes the equal pretty small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's uh, you know if that that value equals to one one on one, you know, the ego is the whole. Yeah. So uh, and I and I can look at what you said, just said at the beginning of of the, our conversation is like, hey man, it's not about just the, the mental mind and doing the reps. It's about how much I slept, what did I eat, uh, what kind of n- knowledge that I have about my be- my body, how do I know my body, how do I build my, this is not my fucking first workout. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know how many reps to do. There's a mathematical formula, there's a science behind this, and it's not just feeling-based. There's thinking, there's, uh, there's what they call even, like, uh, mind models, right? Like, that you do it all the time in the workouts. It's like, okay, I look at the workout, I plan it, and I do it. Uh, Coach Max is always, always mm-hmm. big on that. On uh, he's always big on two things: fucking warm ups, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and as well as like the mathematical calculation of yeah. your game plan, depending on on who you are as an athlete or uh, just as somebody that wants to participate in that in that activity. Um, so, man, yeah, th- this idea of a quest, right, makes the makes the makes it a journey for you, right? Mm-hmm. So, th- here's here's a difference that I person. This is my personal observation. There are athletes that are a journey, and there are athletes that are after events. Mm-hmm. It's two different mindsets. 
an, an, um, an athlete on a journey is living the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And an, an athlete for an event is looking for the recognition of titles or uh, whatever significance that comes with those events. Um, and look, there's nothing wrong with both, but one becomes more dedicated to this idea. I'm, I'm willing to die for it because this is my mission. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I feel like my mission is I was put on earth to inspire others by the way I move and I, and I, and I compete and, my, and I mm -hmm. just, just like, you and know. And bring others up. I feel like a big, a big thing is, is, um, is bringing the people that you're training with, the people around you, the people that you see on a daily basis, enriching their life and helping them to be better versions of themselves to be the best versions of themselves. And um, I feel like that's the biggest thing you can do with whatever gifts you're given is make other people's lives better. To give it away. To give it away, yeah. So if if we're able to, you know, be something that helps another person, that's what it's about. And it's about, you know, if in competition I think about it like these people showed up, these people paid money to see this, these people took time out of their day to be here, we owe it to them to to die here we owe it to them to give all of ourselves to to this this sport to this event to this this competition right now because you have been yeah all the time away from your wife mm -hmm. all the time away from you know mm -hmm. your family all the mm -hmm. time like all the sacrifices mm -hmm. but yet you look at it, it's like listen to me those are not sacrifices those are those that's part of my character the mm -hmm. willingness of doing the work mm -hmm. and that's what on the outside people see that as sacrifice oh this guy's sacrificed so much it's not that i sacrifice it's like you know you, you talk to military guys and like oh you know thank you for your sacrifice well, fuck you man i haven't sacrificed like mm -hmm. this is my choice i chose to be in the front line same thing for an athlete that is on a journey it's like this is my choice to be on the front line so i owe it to myself to fulfill and match all the effort i've put in Yep. Uh, or absolutely. else there's a big fucking question. It's like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. why am I here? Yeah. Right. Wh am I seeking significance through this? Uh, maybe. Or validation. Or, or validation. Yeah. And I may be skilled enough and mm -hmm. equipped enough to have that. That's a. That's not a bad feeling necessarily, bro. That's a. We all want that. We yeah. all want a feeling of uh, significance. That's just part of a natural. Uh, you Human know, nature. If you deny that, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. That's period. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, dude, let's talk about. Okay, so that we talked about that. Then I've um, then talk to me about day one, day two, and then day three. What happened? Yeah, day one. You know, you go into the competition, um, or I go into the competition, not knowing how it's going to go. Right? Mm -hmm. Am I going to hurt myself on the first workout? Am I going to be able to get through it? Lo and behold, at the end of day one, we're sitting in first place. You know, going through the ring dip workout, which is a workout that I actually won, um, and you know you go into day two kind of confident you know being like you, you i do smash day one right yeah. were you number one yeah number one so what was the conversation that night between you and you mm, like what was the dialogue nothing. in your mind okay it was it was uh normal so normal would be we we eat we uh, review the you know what went on that day the things we could have done better and then we prep for the next day so we look at the events was there at, was there a little bit of celebration? The celebration happens um, in my in my head, finishing the workout, and then uh, as soon as I come off the floor from the workout, the the mindset changes to getting ready for the next piece. Got it. Got getting it. ready for the next day. You know, fueling up, uh, looking over what we did right, what we could have improved upon, and then what events are coming up. And what we need to think about for those events. What are the rep schemes going to be? What are the, you know, the, the audibles, so to speak, going to be if this feels like this? So you know? scientifically, you're telling your brain, checkmate. Mm. Fucking good job. Awesome, good job. Yeah. Because if you don't that, then you'll be betraying yourself. Right. And then you're <clears> like, I'm not, look, man, I'm not going to really stay in this false lift. Right. It is, it is a lift. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. But we need to go for the next lift. Exactly. Okay. You need to get ready for the next. So then that night we're doing walkthroughs of the competition. Um of the next day of the next events day two comes along you know same thing it's it's paint by numbers it's what we know how to do it's eat sleep prep stretch warm up get ready for the event gear on um in the shoot sweats it's it's a process it's no different than any other day or any other event it's it's groundhog day yeah. you know it's, it's just the same shit over again um we win the first workout or we're higher in place in first place 
Uh, second workout comes along. Uh, we're still sitting in day one. I think I took fourth or fifth in that workout. Okay. We're still sitting first overall by like a ton of points, you know, big margin, big gap. And um, it's the same thing. It's, it's prep, get ready, go. It's what did we do right? What did we do wrong? How can we improve? Here's the next pieces. Same shit. And then, you know, you get to that point in the workout and um, there's a muscle up in it. And so I hadn't yet tested that dynamic pull push of the, the chest. And so going for the first, um, it felt a little weird in the warm up. I didn't do too many of them. I warmed it up as best I could, but I was like, ah, I don't want to um, hurt it in the warm up. So we go in the f- you know first few reps of the the competition. I believe I got like eight or nine in to the the muscle ups, and then you know felt that same twinge pull unravel, and um, had a choice to make. You know, it was do I push it, knowing that I could potentially tear pop, it, pop it yeah. and and have to do surgery, and in hindsight, looking back. Uh, I think I, I probably would have pushed it knowing what I do now and having experienced a few more circumstances like that with a calf with stuff like that. I think I would have, I think, um, I would have risked it now, but in that mindset, you know, I decided to play it safe to live to fight another day, realizing that this wasn't the, the only competition I was ever going to have. And I would rather, um, you know, be able to recover from that than to tear it. But so um, you came off, kind of, kind of raise your hand and said. Uh, I kept working through it because I kept trying to turn over and press, but um, I really wasn't trying to get through those reps. It was really the the head judge coming over to me and saying, "Hey, if you don't keep working, we're gonna have to pull you off the floor." Oh. And I was like, "Well," and then he's like, "Then that would disqualify you." And so I was like, well, fuck that. I'm going to act like I'm going to keep working oh, yeah. to play the game of I don't want to get disqualified. I'm in first by so many points. I can take a really bad score here on this and particular still workout. qualify for okay. the games for the world championships, got it, got which it, is it. the ultimate goal. Um, and so I, I kind of half-ass went through it to try to like make yeah, it yeah, look yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm still working. Uh, don't pull me off. And then uh, once, they did pull, once they did end the event, uh, they informed me like, oh, um, or, you know, I thought, okay, I'll take a bad score there. And I think the last yeah, workout obviously. I can still get through Correct. with, a, a you know, strained pec. And they said, oh, you didn't complete the, the minimum work requirement to continue on in the competition. Were you aware of that minimum? Did they um, ever made you aware of that minimum? They talked about it. Uh, and they talk about them in the briefings. I didn't pay much attention to because it because you, you, know, fuck I, it, you smoked that anyway. right? Yeah, I've never been uh, in a position to not make a minimum work okay, requirement. Okay. So it's not something that I had uh, in my mind when that was work, when that was happening. So there was a level of frustration there too. It's like fuck, man. What yeah, are you doing? frustration with that. Frustration with, uh, you know, there's lots of things in CrossFit that that are worth being frustrated about For as sure. a new sport, as a developing sport. There are things they're going to do wrong, things they're going to do right. Sure. And, um, you know, that is definitely one of them. But, um, yeah, so I got disqualified from that event. So basically took me out. Um, How many workouts were left? Have One you, more after that. One more? Yeah, just yeah. one more? Yeah. And uh, do you know what, we was, what it was? Yeah, it was 30 calories on the bike, assault bike, 20 burpee box jump overs. And then 10 sandbag cleans with the Nothing to do with your picks. No, I've, I could have gone through that. You yeah. could have smashed that. Yeah. And you would have won. I probably would have taken second or third just because that f- that score would have been so low from the muscle up. Uh, that but really hurt you? Yeah, but well, I still would have qualified w- for the game. Oh, qualified for, for the, the game. Yeah. So then when they brought this this little detail, mm-hmm. it's like those one of those fine little detail prints that you miss in a fucking, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. contract. Yeah. You Was there any state of like, what the fuck? Were you fighting it or you just kind of like, fuck, man? Yeah, I mean, I was I was fighting it. I was trying to be able to petition to be able to keep going, um, but they ultimately made you know the final decision on what what they would allow and what they wouldn't. Um, I feel like since that moment, I've been kind of fueled by that desire to um, be in be at that state again. Yeah, and yeah, pissed yeah. off, pissed off by that that. Uh, detailed yeah that's slight or and i feel like um crossfit as an organization um you know is pretty petty in some ways 
and um, it kind of just fuels my like fire but for my for my problem in all this, yeah. right? Yeah, CrossFit or not, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. it, it's the following: is that they did that to the number one dominating athlete, yeah, right of the of the event. So it's not like they've done it to some guy that you know was number seventy six, and it's like, listen, man, you didn't meet the minimum. So at this point, we need to filter and uh, work harder and come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they applied that little amount of details that was totally unnecessary. Yeah. Because the fur part of it was like, listen, minimum doesn't matter to you. You just sucked ass on that one for whatever personal reason, mm -hmm. right? Did you tell them that it was injured or anything like mm -hmm. that? Okay. Yeah, okay. they knew it was injured. They knew uh, they had medical staff taking a look at it. They did all kinds of. But that's stuff my problem. With it. There's no measurement of the heart. There's no measurement of the willingness. Mm -hmm. That like as if that is not calculated inside of the game. Right. It wasn't like the minimum work requirements are set up to say. Um, to basically weed out the people that shouldn't be there. Right. That's which my point. wasn't the which wasn't the issue here, At obviously, all. because because of how I was performing, it, who I am in the space. It, and if it truly feels like when you call Walmart and mm -hmm. the customer service yeah. and they give you the answer, well, sir, if I if I do it to you, I have to do it for everyone. Exactly. Like fuck you, man. That's not that's not situational. Yeah. Exactly. That's like one generic line that mm -hmm. some Clark is saying. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like there was no human touch into that. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you actually take the word judge, judge doesn't mean, uh, you know, a, a fucking worker in Philippines that does from A to B and doesn't do C, D, E, F and doesn't. You know what I mean? It's it's not a robot. Mm -hmm. A judge actually requires a judgment. Yes. Yes. A call. That, a call. Yeah. Don't fucking call it a judge. Then yeah. call it a, a clerk. Yeah. Exactly. Or customer service. Yeah. Right. Like a judge mean, number one, you have the authority mm -hmm. to judge. Number two. You have to. You have the right to overrule. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's that's an issue with the sport. Is that the the judges are volunteers. The <laughs> judges are not paid. Um, the judges are fans, technically. Right. So imagine if you had, uh, imagine for a second that football ref referees or the NBA referees were not fans. paid. They were people. They took out of they before the game. They said. Um, you know, two weeks before the NBA championships, they said, all right, guys, put in your applications. We're going to be, you're going to, you know, apply to be a, a ref on the floor during the NBA championships. And you have all these fans that are, you know, a big LeBron fan or a big Kobe fan or a big uh, Steph Curry fan. And they're like, oh, I want to be a judge and I want to, I want to ref the game. And they show up there and they get picked and they come out and they're in charge of making a decision about the outcome of that game. Dude, that's if, essentially what we're if dealing you're gonna with. You're going to build a sport league, that's invest invest into the ref. Don't be a fucking cheap ass, right? Yeah. It's not, you want volunteers? Great. Mm -hmm. The guy that with the hot dogs and, and the soda or the guys like, you know, helping out with massages and cleaning and all that shit, all those people can mm -hmm. be volunteer. Fuck, I'll volunteer for that. Clean bars off the floor, or whatever. Yeah, why not, yeah. man? But judges. Invest in them. Mm -hmm. put, actually, put athletes as judges. Put put best retired athletes or the, educated. Educated. Yeah. Fun. You have mm -hmm. so many people with with a bachelor's and degree. Mm -hmm. Why you don't you don't put those people? Put passionate people as judges and pay them. Mm -hmm. The game will because it's not fair to the athlete that puts the time of his life, puts his body yeah. through so many injuries, the wife, kids businesses spiritual like you put all that in you're all in mm -hmm. that all in has to be matched right with the same level from the organization or from the the sport yeah so okay man lots to take away and i feel as a witness once again i feel that fueled you mm -hmm. and that built part of your character max and i talked about that you know on saturdays when we do weightlifting you know say fuck you know i was expressing the same amount of frustration and like you know, the, you know, the conversation was like, this is forging Christian's character, mm -hmm. like to even want this, to yeah. even further fucking want to die for this, and mm -hmm. working hard. And you went back at it, work hard, and you know, and it's very similar situation happened in the opens once again for you, uh, Fuck. With, with the fucking <laughs> cleans, right? The wall balls. Was it wall balls? Yeah, it was wall balls. Yeah, wall balls was the okay. So wall balls, but before that, you're just trying to make me mad on this podcast. Yeah, huh? no, no, no. no I'm not, <laughs> I, I was going to talk about the cleans. There was there was a situation when you got injured, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And you pushed through this time. So yeah, I felt. So my, can you talk? Can you talk yeah, about, so, about that one? Yeah. So the um, the cleans. Um, it was like pistol, box jump, clean, and the clean was ascending. Right. And so we were we were at the heaviest weight of the. Uh, of that workout, it was a 315 uh, clean and jerk. Yeah. 
you had like five of them. I go for my first rep and I catch in a power position, but I was a little bit far back on the heels and felt my, as I stood up, felt my uh, adductor like pull, like the same, same feeling of like a strain and a pull. And um, maybe not quite as bad as a, fuck, it hurt though. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and, um, but I, I, so I made that rep not knowing like, shit, this might be the only rep I get. So I got to make it. And then I was, th- I dropped the weight. Um, getting rid, I was thinking, I was like, shit, I just strained my adductor. Um, you know, I know what, you know, I know what a pull, I know what a strain feels like, you know, what's going to happen if I keep going. And I was put in the same mindset of where I was, I was fucking really, literally, literally right back on that regional floor. I was literally right back in, in, um, uh, two weeks ago before that I strained my calf. Uh, in the at the very end of a, th- a fucking twenty minute uh, AMRAP, yeah. and I I I decided to to like rest it and then try it again on Monday, and I didn't do as well on Monday as I as I wanted to, and I was like shit, I should have kept going. So two instances in the past where I told myself I should have kept going. Um, in hindsight, looking back, now the third time it happens, I go fuck that like. I'm going to, I'm willing to die here, um, for these reps. And it's not a matter of, is this moment big enough for me to die for? I think that's where my mindset changed as, um, before I had the mindset, I'm willing to die here. I'm willing to prove that, uh, you know, I I'm number one, I'm, I'm here to win. And, uh, in the past it had been like, I had that mindset, but it was, okay, what is this moment? Is this moment worth that for longevity for that? And that I feel like changed when that happened and it changed to fuck the moment, fuck how big it is. It, it, you know, whether how big or small it is, I'm willing to die here. Uh, even though it's not the biggest moment of my career, even though there's not hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people watching, even though this isn't the end all be all, I'm still willing to die here because I'm not going to go through that again. I'm not going to walk away from here and kick myself because I know I should have kept going. Right. So I kept going. It hurt. Um, I didn't know if this rep was going to be my last rep, if I was going to, you know, tear my, tear it or, you know, but I was like, I'm going to go through it to the best of my ability with everything I have, attack it, get through it and look back on it and say, you know, that, that was that I'm not, I don't regret stopping. And that, and that, that was the moment mm-hmm. so far. So if if you look at it, that is not a moment. That is a moment of fate. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is because that's the out of body experience and that's the wall. That's yet another wall. Mm-hmm. Another. It is a brand new fucking wall that you smash through because in you've been in front of this wall mm-hmm. and the mind, the mind pulled you back, and it needed to do that for you to be able to find the courage to actually step in to what we call the mission to the fucking unknown. Mm-hmm. So the reality is this, right? And this is a fact in every single aspect of our life. We get to a point where we have to make a decision between what our minds tell us and what we know, because what we know is safe. Although what we know is safe and it may be miserable, in this case, miserable to miss the numbers, miserable to be disqualified, sucks ass not to be part of it. In the case of someone that is that is constantly not allowing them to grow himself, just go back and being in this place, this fucking pit, which is cold. They know it's dirty. They know it's fucking, they know it's sad, but it's like at least, you know, I'm safe because my mind is telling me. Or literally to say... I'm willing to step into the unknown. The mind doesn't like the unknown because there's no calculated risk. It knows the risk. It knows it sucks ass, mm-hmm. but it, it, <laughs> it, it, knows. It, it's, it sucks really ass, but it's safe, yeah. right? But the unknown is not safe. And this is a very good example. The unknown is, man, I may lose my leg forever. I may lose my chest. I may go surgery. Like all these are the unknown. Mm-hmm. And this is not a matter of a lot of people, oh, you know, uh, this is insanity. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> no, because you don't understand the out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a moment of fucking fate. I'm not like literally when you choose to become like it's the I am at that point is the witness that it says, okay, mm-hmm. you're, you're bigger than this body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is your vehicle and, and there's more into it. Just your meat wagon. There's more into yeah. it. Yeah. So become. 
mm-hmm. right? It's that it's the becoming moment. Yeah. And it in that moment, when dude, that wall that you broke, because Max and I talked mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. I said, bro, the wall that he broke is gonna change him forever because now it's dude, that has elevated you in a whole different But now that's where level. I go every day. That's Fuck. where you go. That's where you went like t- yeah. 45 minutes ago. Yeah. So that's where you go every time you train now. You get to that point of, you know. What if? Uh, I don't know what's on the other side of this rep. I, you know, it feels like shit. It feels like ass. But if I slow down, if I stop, I know I know what to expect. But what if I keep going? What if I do it again? What if I push it even more? What if I take that next step? What if I say, fuck it, I'm willing to die here every day? What if every day it, the, the moment doesn't matter, the size of the moment doesn't matter, but you put yourself in, that, in a yep. moment where you say, I'm willing to die, I don't care what is on the other side of this. Right. The mission to the unknown, yeah. literally. Yeah. And and that's that's the highest level of of athleticism, right? For an athlete to be able to teach that, mm-hmm. number one, they have to experience it, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to experience it in a way that is daily. It's not, oh, I got it once. Yeah. Like you, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine a guy that at that level, and we talked about this, it doesn't fucking matter what age you are. It's the age of your work that matters, not the age of your, your physical body. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're here elevated at this point. And now look at the waterfall effect of teaching that can take place from all the way down to teaching someone how to actually, you know, example, like lift a barbell or twister. Those are the mechanics of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, there's so many levels. But it all comes down, like it starts from the toes. Yeah. You master all the mechanics and it finishes right in the hair in the crown. Yeah. There's nowhere place, there's nowhere to go, man. Yeah. Like from here, yeah. there, there's no more techniques. Right, right. Like from here, it's about like connecting mm. and it's that like, okay, th- 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 like literally, I'm going to be in that out of body mind. You're out of the body from this fucking place. Yeah. And so I'm excited, man, for what's coming ahead and, mm-hmm. and because. If it wasn't for these past couple of years of walls after, like truly, it wasn't physical walls that were. You broke the physical walls way before. Mm-hmm. These are like, dude, these are like mind walls that are opening one. And I feel as an observer that is opening, and that's what inspiring. Mm. That's what that's what qualifies to sit on its fucking chair, right? That's why I see you as a hero because it's the hero's journey. You can witness that happening. And so when you can witness that, that's true inspiration. It's not some fucking guy lifting some weights on 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 YouTube, although some of these guys are pretty impressive with yeah. the fucking weight that they lift. But that's awesome, right? That 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 fuels the possibility. But to be a witness of someone's journey, that's why you're able to pick that's why you picked up your friend Rodney. Because uh, Rodney was it his name? The the guy that came into your podcast last time. Yeah, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you picked him up. Because mm-hmm. you've been a witness to his journey. Yes. You know, for yes. a long time, man. And like you've seen these guys, this guy's progress and the ability. Like you admire him today as you admired him back in the days. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so they're not idols. Right. They're just local heroes. Yeah. Right. And if we pick our local heroes. And in, in, in like, you know, your local hero in church, your local hero in your spirituality, your local hero in, in a book that invites you to find more about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, in business. And, and dude, I make an effort. I often like I've made my, my couple of heroes that I picked up in my books mm-hmm. uh, in business. I've made an effort to reach out to them, to go see their conferences, shake their hands. And believe it or not. I've became very close friends with one or two, just like you and I are, mm-hmm. because I choose my peers, right? So I become like the, the guy that says, I'm on the quest. Yeah. So like, okay, I'm on the quest. And if I want to be in a local relationship with this person, I can, because I choose to. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that was the that, whole point of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, that just speaks to wh- where you're going and and the ability to to see that and, you know, take it all in from all those aspects because right. you have to be able to understand and recognize you don't have all the answers. You have to accept that you have more to grow in. And I feel like that's a, a big piece that a lot of people don't are missing is right. that acceptance of, I don't have all the answers. I need more to keep growing and I'm not the, you know, the smartest, best at everything person right. in the world. I have to learn and pick up and, elevate people and and teach what i'm learning and and uh be humbled by what i don't know by associating to your local heroes Mm -hmm. 
you get to live as a hero because you get to share those feelings. When I see you going through that, mm -hmm. although I don't have it, but I get to witness that, dude, that, that's a moment I can borrow from and I can live, mm -hmm. right? I don't hope for that to come. As a witness, I fucking see it and I'm, I'm shared in that field of fucking feelings. And we do that across all areas of our lives. It just fulfills us. People think this happiness is this fucking event that you got to get to. Bro, happiness is just a pursuit. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is like, what the fuck are you doing to be on that pursuit? Yeah. What kind of local hero are you creating in your field, in your proximity? Although this COVID-19 has fucked all that up. But still, mm -hmm. you can create people. You still can, yeah. You can still create people in your proximity, man. Mm -hmm. Pick up the fucking phone, yeah. right? Or, or do what you need to create the power of proximity. Nothing is going to take that away. You start moving away from the power of proximity, bro, you are fucked. In that place, you are alone. And in that, when we're alone, we're just weak, sad, yeah. Yeah. weak and sad. And I like how you said the, the pursuit, the happiness is the pursuit because we have this mindset or this, this ideology that the pursuit is happiness. There's a fucking movie about it. Yeah. But the, per, <laughs> the happiness is the pursuit. The pursuit is not oh, I'm pursuing happiness. I'm trying to get to this point of elation and happiness. It's like, no, this pursuit is happiness. I don't know about you, but the the most, the, the highest, happiest, most elated I feel is after a hard day's work of just grinding and knowing I did everything in that, in my power that day to better myself, better other people, share and spread and, uh, you know, all of those things. 100%. It's not about... It's, that's a state that you're talking yeah. about. It's called joy. Yeah. I, like, you and I have a smile on our face. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, shit, that motherfucker's doing a snatch. Mm -hmm. I remember that motherfucker, like, couldn't even lift a, you know, a bar. Mm -hmm. Now look at that form. Like, it's, it's like, it's the recognition of the impact without the glory, mm -hmm. right? It's, yeah. It's just a silent, silent fucking smile and yeah. close your eyes and... You go to bed right away. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's good. Dude, uh, great to be on the show. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. Final takeaway. Like, listen, man, if there's a dude sitting right now yeah. um, and is hearing your voice and, like, you're about to take a fucking, like, arrow and just piercing it <laughs> in his heart and, and, uh, and just make an impact, mm -hmm. um, you know, athlete, spiritual man, married, anything. business, anything, whatever mm -hmm. message that comes to your, head, mm -hmm. uh, to your heart, what would that message be for one of our audience, man? Just to be, I mean, my, my favorite thing that I've been meditating on, thinking on it, and trying to convey with people is is the thing that helped me the most is just to, to stay obsessed, to stay obsessed with whatever you are doing. And it's not going to be popular. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be, um, you're going to get made. F I remember in fucking like high school, Growing up, I would, instead of going to parties, I would fucking go run and go to the gym. And I'd be at the gym and I would be training, getting ready for the sport, the competition, or, you know, just in there bettering my body, my mind. Um, I chose that over um, going to a house party or going to hang out with friends at the beach. I chose that. And, uh, you know, people would make fun of it. People would be like, oh, you know, look, there he is doing, you know, training again, working out, whatever it might be. And it, it's because of that obsession with, uh, of bettering being the best version of myself I could be being and being able to offer the best thing that I had to a sport, to a circumstance, to an, uh, a moment. And I would say that the, that, that thing is just to, to find that thing that drives you, that you find the passion, the drive, the, the willingness the you find you have a talent for or, or whatever it is and just to stay obsessed with it be obsessed with it and be okay with it not being cool be okay with it not being popular or it not being the the the, the coolest thing to do and be okay with not getting recognized for it be okay with not getting um you know accolades for it be okay with if you were to do this this hard your whole life still being happy going to bed uh, knowing that you put it all into that and you didn't need a trophy. You didn't need a, a check. You didn't need X, Y, and Z to validate it. It's that journey and that pursuit and that, that obsession and, and that, um, that mindset I would say is, is, is that, and stay in that mindset, whatever it is. If you like to fucking, you know, knit fucking scarves or whatever you yeah, like to yeah. make, whatever you like to, uh, uh, 
publish books or write books or what uh if it's athletic if it's business if it's making money even fuck whatever yeah, it is yeah be obsessed with it to the point that you can't be denied you know that those those things are going to come but you're not doing it for those things you're doing it for the simple joy of going to bed knowing i pursued it to the best of my ability today beautiful and so in in a summary in a warrior's way uh, basically your fucking pillow is a liar <laughs> it's, he, it's a liar at night because it's telling you you shouldn't sleep and you should be stressed and blah, 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 blah. And it's a liar in the fucking morning because it's telling you, hey, man, you can sleep stay a little bed, bit more. So fuck you, pillow. Gentlemen, thanks for listening to us. I want to thank my guest. <laughs> thank uh, you, uh, man. Uh, Lucero to be here. And uh, listen, man, if, if, this, if this podcast conversation inside of this has resonated with you and somewhere, somehow, uh, you felt that inside of your heart something has moved. You know, our, our podcast is not the most popular one, and maybe one day it'll be. But until then, just take the message and forward it to someone, just another man, that you may know in your life that could benefit from this. This is how you pay it forward. So we look forward to seeing you, gentlemen, on our next podcast. Again, thanks for being here. We'll have you on many more. Yes, sir. Until then, take Thank care you. of yourself and each other.